So we'll talk today about both sides of the equation, keeping your home healthy to keep you healthy, but also you keeping your home healthy. Does that make sense? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Hello. Welcome to episode 116 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Ariel Cremendi and my partner here, Adrian Trott. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome. Good morning. How are you today? I'm excellent. Thank you. Just trying out this new light. I don't know if I look too yellow, orange, or am I, am I okay? Uh, it's not as nice as yeah. your natural light, that's for sure. I can play around oh, with I, it. I, I do have some of the uh, the nice filtered uh, light coming in with the snow coming down, so that is probably the best light for video. But um, yeah, it is what it is, man. I think uh, you know you and I had this discussion about um, improving the overall look and quality of the video content for this podcast but uh, oh, who would have thought back in when did we start doing it from home march or april march so who Last thought march, almost... march of 2020 10 months 10 months in jeez i never would have thought at that point 10 months from now back then that we would still be doing this yep it's and it's probably going to be like this for another 10 months so yeah i wouldn't be surprised hopefully uh hopefully not Let's get those vaccinations pushed out so we can all get back to normal. Yep, I agree. Um, speaking of uh, being healthy, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we're talking segue. about tonight. That yeah. was not intentional. That worked out yeah. well. Wow, we're better podcast hosts than we thought. <laughs> uh, that's what we're talking about today, folks. Uh, is your home healthy? Now there's two sides to this because now when you when I read the topic, my natural uh, thought was: Is your home promoting healthy a healthy environment for you Speaking as an individual? Speaking of healthy, here's a little plug: Village Juicery. Last time uh, you, you often do plugs though, and then five minutes later you contradict your plug by saying something like, "No, no, oh. no! I only did that once <laughs> for one of the shitty blankets, uh, one of the crappy weighted blankets I have." But right. Shout out, shout out to this weighted blanket company. They suck, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, Village Juicery, um, some of the best cold-pressed juices. Where do you um, get it? Well, um, you know, <laughs> here's a, another plug I'll take back. Uh, Mama Earth Organics. So um, yeah. I have... Uh, yeah, you've mentioned and and, and for a long time I've had... Mama Earth uh, deliver our uh, organic uh, fruits and vegetables, and they've gone on to expand into um, a wider line of product uh, offerings. But um, they do offer the Village uh, Juicery juices. Yeah, and uh, even though I juice from home um, on occasion, it's it's a lot of work and prep and. Um, you need a lot of fruit and vegetables. Like this is 410 mil of kale, celery, uh, apple, parsley, romaine, lettuce, cucumber, dandelion, greens, and lemon. So, you know, you're Sounds probably... Yummy. It, it's, it's okay. Um, it, it definitely gives me the nutrition I need. Like if I look at the nutritional facts, 
This is 213% of your daily vitamin A intake requirement, 139% of vitamin C, 845% of vitamin K, like all of the numbers um, are, are quite good from a vitamin perspective. So when you're when you got the winter blues and you need a little kick, um, at least that's the way I feel. And if yeah. I've been drinking too much in terms of alcohol, uh, I always take a couple of days to do a little bit of self-cleansing. And that usually consists of um, somewhere between 8 and 10 liters of water a day. And then uh, no, a you couple don't. of... Yeah. When I, when I do... Uh, oh, when you do a cleanse. Yeah, like what I call a a self-cleanse. Okay. That's a lot of water. Not really. Not really. Like, so I I always drink out of cups. So I'm using here at the office one of these Red Solo cups. Um, And as you know, the Red Solo cups have their markers so you know um, how much liquid is in them. But um, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. What? What do the markers mean specifically? There's an you is there a mark on there that tells you how much that indicates? What volume it is? So all of that's why solo cups are quite popular, especially in outdoor bars and um vacation spots. You see all the ribbings? Yes. And all that. Yeah. So they tell you how much liquid is actually in the cup. I'd I'd have to Google it to know exactly what it is. But as an example, I know the first one is one shot. So if you're pouring a shot into a solo cup, you pour it up to that first line, and that's there's exactly no way that's a shot. It is, yeah. That you think that's one ounce? Yeah, it is. That, okay. Google it. Uh, I will. I will. Um, anyway, village juicery, uh, great juices. So healthy home means two things yeah so from my perspective i assumed you know i'm thinking air quality mold things that affect us as the homeowners not uh but then you had mentioned something along the other side which is directly related but more so just maintaining the health of your home uh in preventing premature wear and tear and uh extending the life of the house not just of the owner well if you think about it for people that own automobiles, your car goes on a maintenance schedule. Yeah. And in order for it to perform its best, it needs proper oil changes. It needs brake maintenance. Um, you're placing filters in your car. And dealerships do a pretty good job these days of keeping you on track for what's needed uh, on your automobile or in your automobile. But you as a homeowner are responsible yourself for maintaining your home. And Actually, that's a good thing we should come up with is create a more formal maintenance schedule with some kind of uh, uh, tracking and like uh, a, a mileage notice. tracker, but not mileage. Right. That that actually would be a pretty good idea. I don't know if it exists or not, if there are apps that do that kind of thing. I think the challenge thing, with but, it is there's so many variables, like hoses for washing machines need to be replaced after 
well, I'll say five years, but if you get a braided line, it could be 10 years. So there's a lot of variables that go into it. So you'd have to do like so, a thorough review of a house before you could determine it. So we'll talk today about um, both sides of the equation, keeping your home healthy to keep you healthy, but also you keeping your home healthy. Does that make sense? <laughs> right. Yes. So right. where do you well, want to start? And, and for that, it's, you know, you want your home to serve you well for many years to come. And if you don't take care of it, it will, like any problem, if you don't address them sooner than later, it will become a bigger problem. So as an example, if you are just a generally dirty person and you leave crumbs and messes everywhere, it could attract rodents or bugs. And now instead of having a bit of dirt to clean up, you have a rodent infestation. Um, so it's important to maintain the cleanliness of your home as well. Well, um, let's start off with talking a little bit about um, keeping you healthy in the house. So that's kind of that segue into that. Yeah. So first and foremost, you know, we're in and out of a lot of homes. Uh, we meet with a lot of buyers and sellers. We're out showing properties that are not our own or our clients they're other people's homes and there's so many things that have become apparent to me um, as i paid more attention to it over the last number of years but i can't tell you how many homes i have been in where there is evidence of mold in so many different areas and and you think like this is these are these are spores that potentially are airborne now in your home and you are breathing it in yep it's making you sick potentially absolutely well and um you know people that are you get a lot of people that have more severe allergies nowadays than I think ever used to be the case. And if you're more, and especially, more allergies and more aware. Yes. Just more you know, sensitive. I don't know if there's a line that would define the difference between being allergic to something or overly sensitive to something, but I've seen people that react, you know, but aren't diagnosed with specific allergies. Well, and, and, Technology has allowed us to become uh, more educated on on those allergies, right? Like 30 years ago, you have a runny nose in, in February, you think maybe you're coming down with a cold or you have a runny nose in May and you think, oh, it's, uh, you know, something to do with uh, all the greenery coming in outside, outdoors, whatever. Uh, but now you can... You can have your home tested, you can have yourself tested, and it'll come back and tell you exactly what those allergies are. Yeah. Um, but when, when we talk about mold, uh, it's, there, there is good mold and bad mold, obviously. I mean, I'm a blue cheese fan, as you are too. It's mold, right? Like you're eating mold, uh, just like mushrooms are fungus. Like there, there's things that are fine for you. But when you get black mold uh, around windowsills, as an example, like I see mold 
very often are, are around showers. That's very common. Showers and windowsills. I don't know. I can't speak to the effects of it from um, a health perspective. I mean, obviously, it's not good for you. But if it's just sitting there and not being disturbed, it it may not be a problem. But I think the bigger issue is that if it's not addressed, it could become an issue. Um, Not only for a health perspective, but also relating back to other things where if you leave mold on a surface for a long time, it contains moisture, which will deteriorate the, the surface, which for windows... That could be window seals, which means now you've got less efficient windows. Yeah, and certainly if you're going to prepare your home to sell, uh, you don't want to have mold lurking anywhere uh, in the home. So because window seals and, um, you know, windows in general are... um, pretty susceptible to mold, uh, certainly in our climate, because you have change of temperatures all the time inside and outside. Yeah. And oftentimes what happens is condensation uh, is created on the window. And um, when you don't have proper airflow and when you're not wiping it down, that moisture will sit, collect, and um, eventually, um, mold will appear. I think one of the biggest problems are stagnant air caused by people not opening their blinds and shutters. Shutters are pretty bad. Uh, or drapes, whatever. Just needing to open those up occasionally, keep the fan running. And then not many people are actually actively monitoring the humidity levels in a house which is a big deal because it can cause that. It can co- contribute to the growth of mold. It can also, you know, he- a healthy humidity level will also result in you being less likely to get sick. Yeah, and it maintains your your skin, your skin appearance. Yeah. Um, your, your breathing gets affected by the humidity levels. Your floors, if you have hardwood floors, uh, gets affected by humidity levels. But to your point, that's the biggest culprit is not having proper airflow to the window itself. Right. So shutters are really bad because first of all, not, not a lot of uh, windows will get airflow that have shutters on them because even when they're open, the way they're cased in, like if you, if you tilt it open, the way they're cased in uh, really prevents proper airflow to the window so you actually have to open the full casing of the uh of the shutter and open it completely not just tilt it and every once in a while take a uh take a rag with um i use vinegar and uh and give it a wipe down so it's nice and clean so there's nothing that um any of the moisture can stick to like in terms of dirt or dust well from a Uh, resale perspective a lot of people look at those things so if you don't do it uh it it, it's funny how small things like that can be perceived as big issues by buyers and it makes all of a sudden they assume that the entire house has not been properly maintained and some people will just cross it off their list before they really give it a chance well I'm curious. I'm curious what the humidity is in your house. You have a nest, right? Yeah, currently it's between 38 and 41% on a regular basis. So it's low. Yeah, I'm at 38 right now. Well, that's not bad for winter time. I don't think it's practical to, to maintain 50 in the winter. 
Oh, I'm even lower today, 33%. Oh, yeah, that's, I think you're verging on low, too low. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely dry in our home. This this year, I was going to have a central humidifier installed, but for obvious reasons, not letting anybody into our house this year. Um, I haven't done that, but um, yeah, it's low. It's low. But I also have all of the fans on, uh, like the bathroom fans, and I do run the kitchen exhaust fan um for a good half an hour every night um so i'm what's the purpose of that um so at night after i clean like while natalie puts the boys to bed and i do some cleaning up uh i run all of the um all the fans in the bathrooms run pretty much all the time in the winter time um i think you do the same thing more or less I've got then, yeah, I've got one that we're running often. But then the the kitchen exhaust fan I do just to remove any smells like from from the day from cooking in the winter time you're not opening your windows and doors very much. So you get that kind of stagnant air and I don't yeah. like it. So yeah. I run the exhaust fan and then I um I turn on my uh diffuser uh my Sage uh, there's another shout out. Love Sage and their products. Uh, my Sage diffuser um, with uh, some nice essential oils. Um, now, have you read the health impacts of those oils? Are they all positive? Or do they have any? Are they all just 100% natural oils? They're 100% natural oils. They're essential oils. And, um, and they're good for you. There's actually... Um, the scientific uh, results that there are many different uh, types of oils that triggers things in your brain. Um, so as an example, uh, lavender, people know lavender as a calming um, kind of soothing uh, scent. Um, uh, but there's a, there's a lot of uh, like What's eucalyptus. You could, uh, well, there's blends. Sage has wonderful blends. Uh, right now, they actually have um, uh, an oil that I run in my bathroom, and uh, I've ran it in the uh, living room and kitchen uh, this past week is their uh, immune blend. I'm not sure what exactly uh, um, is in, what the ingredients are off the top of my head, but um, it's an immunity booster, right? Like an immune booster. Right. And... Um, I'm, I'm using that right now, but they have one uh, called Refresh, uh, which I use first thing in the morning. So when I'm showering, I'm on a, um, I can't remember what you call it when you have a hot, hot, hot shower and then you go to a cold, cold shower. Yeah, I like that. Uh, there's I a, don't do it often enough, but I enjoy it. There's a name for that. Uh, do, you want, have, do you ever follow the Iceman Hoff? I think his name is on no. Instagram. You should check him out. He's all in. He's this really interesting guy. He's into um, just cold ice water baths, and that's all he does. He goes, you know, he'll sit in a nice bath or in a frozen lake for half an hour. And he talks well, a lot about the benefits about the, of it. Like the Scandinavian spas, uh, they they all uh, preach the hot cold. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do every morning is I have a hot, hot shower for three to five minutes. 
and then uh, a cold, cold shower for a minute or two. And I, I read run something the, uh, like if you do that for stay in the cold shower, finish it with finish the shower cold for like 30 seconds, it increases your um, immune system so that you're about 30% less susceptible to getting cold, catching ad, a cold. Ad, it absolutely is a proven fact that that does uh, increase your uh, immune system. Uh, it increases your blood flow. So if you have uh, aches and pains, um, it, uh, the, the hot uh, water kind of loosens things up and the cold water then, you know, uh, tightens it, I guess. I don't, I don't know <laughs> the uh, correct way to explain that. But uh, yeah, it's proven that uh, those type of showers are good for you. So that's what I do every morning. And I run the uh, uh, refresh uh, diffuser blend in my uh, diffuser in the bathroom. And it's a great way to wake up. So around five o'clock every morning, that's what I do. Have a coffee after, do a bit of reading. 5.30 to 5.45, I start working. And uh, 7.30 to eight o'clock, I take my dog out for a walk for anywhere from a half hour to an hour. And uh, that's how I start every day, in case you wanted to know. <laughs> you know what I was thinking of, of getting in my backyard was like a big barrel like a wooden wine barrel and making an ice bath out of it and you just get one of those little bubblers and stick it in the bottom so it stays so it doesn't freeze in the winter Do you go then, from hot tub to the ice bath yeah i think that would be a lot of fun i think it'd be very refreshing why, why don't you uh why don't you try it by starting off by using uh your kiddie pool your kids uh oh we got rid of that oh did you yeah we only had it because it was the most accommodating for Carter because he couldn't pop it or rip it. All right. So it had served its purpose. You guys getting another dog? Uh, we will at some point, not for a long time. Uh, but when we do, we'll probably get, I think we'll get two dogs at the same time. And it will be when we have more property. So you're thinking of moving. I'm always thinking of moving. <laughs> Speaking of home health, pets. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about mold, but when was the last time, for all of you listening, when was the last time you moved your sofa or a bigger, your bigger furniture pieces, your bed, your sofa? Behind your media units, those are terrible and extremely Always. susceptible uh, to every dust. single home i've been in that we have listed yeah. i can almost assure you if we move your media center your your hutch or wherever your tv and all the crap that you store around your tv yeah if we move that there's enough dust bunnies to give adrian and i a full set of hair forget <laughs> That's a good analogy. Forget uh, moving the couch. Lift the cushions. Yep. Like even something yep. as simple as that. Dust is wreaking havoc on mm -hmm. homes right across the country. Let yeah. me tell you, people are not taking proper care of cleaning with attention to detail, myself included. Um, in fact, I bought... Here's a tool that everybody should have in their home. It's called a, uh, oh, fuck, what is it called now? 
Uh, Tell us what it does, and maybe I can think of the name. It's called a fabric shaver. Okay. Is it for like the pills on a wool sweater? Yes. All right. It's a fabric shaver, so it looks like... um, Like a mini electric razor. Kind of. I have one. Kind of. But it's got it. It's almost like a vacuum. Okay. So if you get a good one, well, you don't need to spend a lot on it, like twenty bucks or so. Can get it on Amazon. I think I got mine at Shoppers Drug Mart. Um. And so we have a a, a pretty nice couch in our basement. Uh, had it um, custom designed at um, uh, Upcountry. There's another full of shutouts today. Um, and it's um, uh, downfilled. The whole thing is downfilled. And You're not allergic to that? It, I'm surprised. I am not. I am not. Okay. Uh, I, I actually don't know what type of down it is. I am pretty sure it's uh, either a goose or duck or a blend of the two. Um, but there's always feathers coming out, right? So yeah. So I was giving it a vacuum, and of course I opened up or I removed some of the um, the cushions. And we don't even really eat downstairs. Like I try yeah. and limit the snacking and and that kind of stuff. But sure enough, you know, there's uh, there's hair. Uh, certainly some of uh, Natalie's hair, um, some crumbs, and this and that, and. You know, you don't even think about it too much, but it can accumulate real quick. But the fabric shaver is friggin' awesome because it's a fabric couch, uh, little little pills, and it drives me nuts. And I used it uh, a couple of days ago, and it works like a charm. So if you want to... Have you tried a safety razor, razor blade? They work too for that. Uh, I wouldn't trust myself. <laughs> okay. Not. I mean, that it's an expensive couch and expensive fabric. Yeah. All I all I need is to slip up and put a little slit in there. No thanks. Fair um, but fab, fabric shaver. Uh, if you have a um, a fabric couch, it works beautifully on. It works beautifully on uh, renewing the look of your of your sofa. Uh, so let's go back to the air. I want to talk about my little air things here. Go for it. All right. So. Back in, I think it was April, April or May of last year, um, Alicia, my wife, she had, she got sick and she was having, she's asthmatic as are our two girls. So um, when she gets sick, it often affects her respiratory system and she was having trouble breathing. Got to a point where she couldn't breathe very well at all. She was getting nervous. So we called an ambulance. She went to the hospital they treated her, gave her some really strong puffers that were stronger than the usual ones she has, and she came home. And she was bedridden for about a week. Um, so that kind of got me thinking about, and it wasn't COVID. We had the test done. It was not COVID. So, and they couldn't really pinpoint exactly what it was. They thought it was just some coincidental viral respiratory infection. But it got me thinking because the air we breathe on a daily basis, especially right now because we're home all the time, uh, we don't really pay attention to it, right? Like nobody really knows what's in their air. And then not long ago, I'd say, I think it was last year. So in November or December, I was at a 
of a, a revisit of a property with a buyer and he brought a contractor and the contractor brought up radon and um, saying that in the construction industry, there's talk of um, old construction guys dropping dead for unknown reasons. And then a, um, a number of them that would make you curious as to maybe there's some sort of consistent problem. Um, anyway, so then I knew of radon but I didn't really know much about it. And here, I'll read it just quickly. Uh, radon is a radioactive gas that comes from the breakdown of uranium and soil and rock. It is invisible, odorless, and tasteless. Uh, it, when radon is released from the ground into the air, it is diluted and not a concern. However, in enclosed spaces like homes, it can accumulate to high levels. Now, there are certain areas in the country, uh, throughout the world, where the likelihood of having that gas is higher. Um, it's the. I have, a st- I have a story about that. I'll I'll talk about it when you're done about my most ne- recent purchase in okay. Guelph. Okay. Uh, next to smoking, it is the number one leading cause of lung cancer, which is interesting because you'd think that, I mean, even in our industry, it's not spoken of a whole lot, but for something to be the number two leading cause of lung cancer and to not get much. Um, attention and discussion is interesting. So anyways, I went on the search to find out, well, how can I see what the levels are at in my house and just the general air quality? So I found this company. I can't say much about it because I haven't installed it yet, but the company is called Air Things. So here's the box. And I bought a kit. So there's a few sensors. So this one... Are you doing an unboxing on our Instagram? I'll do, yeah, that's why I haven't installed it. I've had this for maybe three weeks just sitting on my counter. <laughs> so there's, this sensor is the bigger one. So this one measures the air temp, the temperature, humidity, CO2, VOCs, air pressure, which interests me, and radon. So with radon, you can get radon tests where you put a sensor in your house or a, a, like a sponge or something and you send it off to a lab after a few weeks. But they say that that's not a very good way to do it because you could be exposed to high levels for a short period of time. It's not a big deal. It's more what are the averages over the course of a long period of time. So this will tell me that. So that'll be interesting. And then these I'm, little I'm, sensors. I'm quite interested in 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 that. I'm going to look into it uh, myself. What? How is it installed? Like, what is it? Is it a hub? And then you put sensors around the house, or? Well, this is the hub. Okay. So this allows everything to connect, and then you can access it over Wi-Fi. Okay. Um, and these, you just, they're magnetic. They have a mount that's screwed into the wall and they attach with magnets. They're run with regular batteries. I don't know what kind of batteries, which is a bit of a pain in the butt. You'd think they'd have lithium ion or something by now, but that's that sensor. And then these smaller sensors, I don't know if these might've been a waste of money. They're hundred bucks each. I got three of them and you can stick them throughout the house and they measure the humidity, temperature, and VOC. So VOCs are like off gases from things like cleaners, um, paints, urethane, um, candles, stuff like that. Probably, I don't imagine there's going to be very high readings for that stuff in our house. But Now, would you be able to have one of those sensors and then just move them around, move it around the house? Yeah, sure you could. Yeah. How, how yeah. much is the, the kit? Well, the kit, you can buy a kit, I think for... $4.99. It comes with the big sensor and one of the little ones and the hub. But 
it's the old version of the big sensor. So there's a couple of things it doesn't read. Like I don't think it reads air pressure, which I was interested to know because that'll tell you if you have positive or negative. So whether you're pushing air out or drawing air in. Um, so I wanted to get that. So it was, I ended up spending about 600 bucks or 650 bucks for the whole set. So what, what type of an air pressure reading is going to cause you to make changes? Like what, what are you looking for there? I'm not, I'm not too familiar with air pressure in, in homes. Well, I guess other than the fact that if you're pushing air out, it means you've got a lot of shitty windows and doors, which wouldn't surprise me in our homes. Yeah. I don't know if there's like a balance of a, 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 if positive is better than negative or if there's a balance where you're neutral I, don't, I mean, with homes nowadays, especially new construction homes are so tightly built, they should be, that you don't have, you probably have a more neutral air pressure, I would think. But our house, like I know for a fact, our front door, our side door, they're terrible. Like I can see through them when they're closed. So uh, depending on the air pressure, I'm for sure either to one extreme or the other. So if you're... Um, I don't know. I'll have to do some research. I'll find out where it's at and then I'll look and see how you can fix that. So if you if you have gaps around your doors, why haven't you replaced the seals around them to prevent those gaps? I tried once and I found the gap was just the way it was. It was very hard to seal without interfering with the function of the door. Because of the actual uh, size of the door and the frame? Like the way it all comes together kind of thing? It's just a piece of shit builder door. Yeah. Right. So I'd have, I think realistically I'd want to replace it, but I haven't got around to that's probably, I mean, a a half decent double door replacement on a house is probably five grand, big expense to replace something. Well, you could, you could probably do it for as little as two to 2,500 bucks, but as much as sky's the limit, (laughs) sky's the limit, right? We're going to be listing a home uh, probably sometime in March and when they when i helped them purchase the home a few years ago uh the seller had replaced the front door and the um the um the side light and the um transom light yeah uh, uh transom window and he paid over i want to say it was pretty close to 12,000 bucks wow but when you open this door and you look at the hardware. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, like, I love nice doors like that. You know that that ain't a cheap door. Yeah. And and there there's no light or air coming through there. I can assure you that. Yeah. Um, Those are nice from a safety perspective, too, I would think, because they latch at two or three different or more yep. spots, right? Yeah. You got to think, door, if right? You, just, like, you know, if, if my five six-year-old daughter kicked the door she could probably kick it in <laughs> oh no question about it um furnace filters you know something as simple as replacing your furnace filter and knowing yeah. the size of your furnace filter uh can't remember off the top of our, my head what ours is 16 by 20 20 20 24 22 something like that i can't remember <laughs> The, the preacher. Alicia, Alicia um, does that. I'm sure that comes as know, no surprise. <laughs> uh, replacing that on a, a, a regular basis, especially now that you're, you're home 
more often. Like, think about the usage of your home now yeah. compared to 12 months ago. You're working from home. You're living from, well, obviously, you're living at home, you're, but you're working from well, home. Before, we you're, more or less lived at the office. Well, and before you were going on vacations, maybe you would stay at a friend's house or, you know, visit yeah. with family and stay over yeah. for a week or a weekend or whatever. But now you're just at home all the fucking yeah. time. So your home is getting more use. So just like your car, when it gets used more often and more mileage put on it, you're going to replace your oil more frequently. No different than your home. So even though you should replace your filter, uh, some people say once a month. I do mine every season, so uh, every three months. Uh, but lately, I've been changing them a little bit more frequently um, because we are at home all the time. Um, so that's something to consider. Same thing with your filters in your fridge. Um, if you're drinking more water, if you're using more ice, um, or just opening and closing the fridge more often, it might need newer filters. Um, and then your, uh, smoke and CO detectors, you know, making sure that they have not expired, um, and making sure that they are in good working order, um, relating to all of this and kind of a mold thing as well is popping up into your attic and checking out, do you have any rodents, right? This is right. the time of year where, where mice and rats and raccoons and squirrels, they're, they're looking for homes, right? And, uh, and if you have a home that has gaps around doors and windows and, you know, caulking uh, missing and, and things like that, they will find those little crevices and climb up into your attic to stay nice and warm. So, you know, have a peek up there. Is there any mold? Uh, mold can develop in an attic real quickly if you don't have proper ventilation or if the ventilation is blocked, um, if there's any leaks. So if you had a shingle fly off the roof because it was a windstorm uh, and you didn't notice it and all of a sudden there's a little trickle of water in there that can turn into mold pretty quickly um, yeah. well there's many houses we've been into where uh, during home inspections we would find that the um, the vents for the bathroom fans on the second level which run often run through the attic to the roof um they've fallen off and disconnected. So at that point, every time you have a shower, you're venting humid air right into the attic and that will inevitably cause problems. I was you know up in mine I... recently, actually. What'd you find? Was... Nothing. It was good. But I went up, remember, I didn't record it. I should have, but it was, I, I fixed that fan. Remember that lingering problem we talked about? And you for fixed me, it. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm going to record the next episodes ago. I'm going to clean the other one in our other bathroom. So I took it down and... Um, so you went up into your attic? No, no. I went up to the attic afterwards because I was curious which way it vented out. Oh, I see. Because I couldn't... I think it actually vents sideways right at the side because I don't see a vent going up at all. Um, anyways, but I took it down to clean it and it was the reason for those listening is it rattled like crazy and I've put up with it for going on 10 years now. Um, so I took it down, I removed the fan component, uh, I removed the housing for it. So it was just a box with the hole for the vent. And I, I put an extra screw in that 
because it was loose. It was only screwed in on one side, which I think is common. I don't know that that was the problem, but I put an extra screw in. But the the fan itself, even though you know we vacuum the the thing once, uh, I don't know, once or twice a month, we'll, or whenever we clean, we'll get up there and vacuum all the dust and dirt off of the vent cover. But inside, it was filthy, dirty. Like the yeah. actual fan itself had yep. tons of dust build up, which I'm sure is going to contribute to it not functioning properly. So this airflow is going to be reduced. Maybe it throws the balance off a little bit at some point. Maybe that's excessive, but maybe not. And uh, anyway, so I took it all apart, removed the fan, cleaned it up, put it back together, and it works well. And then I went into the attic to see what was up there, and it was it was fine. So bathroom fans are actually um, a breeding ground for a lot of um, different types of mold, bacteria, and and dirt and dust. Because if you think about what lingers in your bathroom, uh, the number one thing that would cause any of that would be moisture. Um, so, and if you're in the habit of having hot showers, um, you're pushing steam, uh, in there quite often, right? Or if you're like me and you have hot showers and you're running some, uh, essential oils, essential oils, when, when they, uh, vape, uh, the vapors, um, actually carry molecules of that oil within it so it beca- right. it it leaves a residue so now that residue is is um attaching itself to that bathroom fan and now anything getting sucked up to that fan is getting stuck in there so you got to you got to give it a good cleaning every once in a while and you know for those of you that um do your own cleaning at home and don't have cleaners coming in. I mean, certainly now uh, a lot of people have um, uh, eliminated bringing um, third-party people into the home and cleaners and whatnot, but um, baking soda and vinegar are the only two things that you need to clean your home. You don't need anything else. I don't care what anybody says. If baking soda, vinegar, salt, and lemon, out of those four things, if you cannot clean your entire home with those four things, I don't know. You must be really dirty. But um, unless you're trying look, to kill like viruses, that won't kill, let's say, like the COVID 19 virus. It won't kill that. But for general well, purposes, nobody, I agree nobody 100%. has not, nobody has proven that one way or another. But you know, uh, cleaning vinegar is pretty powerful stuff. I don't know if you use cleaning vinegar or regular vinegar, but we use um, regular vinegar. Yeah. Well, cleaning vinegar is like twice the power of regular vinegar. And I'm telling you my, uh, the glass in the showers, uh, never been cleaner. Um, but you need to be careful. Some services are not good with that. Like certain stones are bad. You you could damage your stones. And would potentially, but you could also damage it with the shitty ass chemicals you would buy in. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, yeah, for sure. You always want to be cognizant of what you're putting on, what sort of chemicals you're putting on material. You talk about COVID and, and cleaning and shit like that. If vinegar can kill bacteria in a kitchen, 
like salmonella, right? Like when when uh, the health, the regulatory uh, people for for uh, commercial kitchens go in to do their inspection, the only thing they're looking for is to make sure that you are properly cleaning and that your surfaces are are cleaned uh, when it comes to just upkeep and cleaning. That's what they're looking for. And the only thing that you need to do in a commercial kitchen, you have a spray bottle yeah, with, with a tablespoon of vinegar and the rest is water. And that kills right. all of your... So who knows? I don't know if any testing has been done, if it works well, it on COVID. Here, or, this is a .com website, not like a .org or anything, but it says vinegar doesn't work well as a disinfectant. Uh, according to EPA standards, a disinfectant should be able to kill 99.9% of disease-causing bacteria and viruses. Vinegar only works against some germs like E. coli and salmonella. Right. So for most common household things that people should be concerned about, especially food-related, it's very effective. And in bathrooms, I would say um, yeah. it's good enough. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing to uh, keep your home COVID safe? wash our hands a lot every time we come and go you know we're very aware of when we bring things into the house you know if we don't need to use them for a while we'll just let them sit in the garage for a a few days or a week whatever groceries coming into the house alicia will make sure they're you know clean before she puts them away still um are you using any like Lysol wipes or anything to wipe yeah. things Yeah, I mean, down? that's not much different than before. Alicia's always been a bit of a germaphobe, so she's been very uh, on the ball with cleaning surfaces regularly and things like that. I think there's a fine line, though. I think, I think it's to a detriment if it's excessive because I think your body needs some exposure to germs in order to build uh, an immunity to it. Otherwise... At some point, there will, you know, you will be so susceptible to it and not exposed enough that even the slightest germ will cause wreak havoc on your system. I'm, just, I mean, I'm far from qualified to say that, but I, that's just the way I would think. I historically would get sick twice a year. Yeah, I have not been sick now at all with any anything. Yeah, for. I want to say 16 months, so almost a year yeah. and a half of no colds, no flu, no knock on wood, no nothing. Feeling good. Um, and you will until you go outside. <laughs> Once the world's back to normal, everybody's going to get sick all at the same time. Well, I don't know. Like the The amount of the flu virus going around must have drastically dropped this year and the past well, there was, year there was next to no cases of it it was i mean that was a big controversial conversation there was virtually no flu recordings and covid was up right so, so I, I don't know enough about to speak know. to it but does, does the flu potentially or a lot of the strains of because there's so many different strains uh do a lot of those strains kind of disappear because of people wearing masks and taking proper Maybe. precautions? Never know. Maybe. This is episode, what episode again is this? One I think it's 116. 116, KT Confidential. One, if you've made it this far, subscribe.
posting every Monday morning. Um, anything else to talk? Like we've kind of gone a little bit all over the map, so apologize for that. Uh, having a good chat today with my partner, my neighbor, my business partner, uh, KT Confidential, episode 116. Uh, next episode, what are we talking about in the next episode? How to do your own home inspection. That's what's up we're also for the next. Talk, I w- uh, we also need to have a brief discussion on the Milton Logistics. Ah, hub. yes. You wanted to talk about the uh, Milton Logistics CN hub. The hub. Yeah. We the will talk intermodal. about that in Coming a couple of weeks. Coming to Milton. That's 8th. a hot topic in Milton. It's it a hot topic in Milton. Uh, it's on um, everybody's minds that live certainly in Milton and for sure those that live in the area of Britannia and Tremaine to Britannia and Brawny and in that vicinity, uh, also known as the Hawthorne South Village neighborhood or the new neighborhood surrounding it a lot of builders with a lot of land yeah right smack dab where this intermodal is going to come so we're going to chat about that in episode 117 anything else you want to talk about with healthy home no that's it i think it's just uh i'm i'm kind of on this healthy home trend right now so i'm gonna get i'll do a little unboxing and uh, i'll let everyone know how these sensors work out for me but I'm uh, I'm gonna. It's interesting to know. So I want to monitor and see what what we can do around the house to improve things, especially so, because my two girls, my wife, they have asthma and allergies. So between those two things, I think it's something to be but, aware but of. But here's my question for you, because I've actually uh, looked in, a lot into uh, air purification systems. And at one point I had even mentioned buying one for our office. Mm -hmm. If you are that concerned about their breathing, their health, and you've gone to the extent of having monitoring systems to see what's happening in the home, how come you haven't invested in, uh, some sort of air purification? Well, it's doesn't make sense to purify air that doesn't need to be purified so i think it's thank you i think the first step is to figure out if it needs to be did you just get a coffee made for you i did yeah (laughs) at home service eh? well that's a justify to the cra why she's getting paid right (laughs) you didn't Um, you didn't pay her last year come on (laughs) um so yeah so i someone asked me that they're like uh, something about radon. I can't. It was a conversation I was having with somebody. But yeah, I, I I believe it's important to know what you need to fix before you try to fix it. Right. Same as anything. So I think uh, this is a good starting point um, to test the air and see if it needs to be done. And if so, what would be the most effective method of addressing that problem? Because it, it air purifiers are very expensive. Like um, Dyson has one. It's a a freestanding unit, and it's a thousand bucks. It's not yeah. cheap. Um, I think that, you're paying. I think you're paying for the name on that one, though. I, I, well, I have the Dyson vacuum. We've talked about. It. I'm not particularly happy with it, so I think there's a lot of, well, value, perceived value with that name. I've got yeah. I've got three Dyson products: the um, the handheld cordless, the which hair dryer. I think 
the I heard the hair dry is actually quite good, but um, yeah, I won't tell you where on my body I use that. No, the uh, the the cordless vacuum, the handheld. Uh, what are they? Yeah, called? that's what the I have. DV three or who the hell knows? Yeah, anyway, like it's a piece of shit. Well, you know what? Um, though with that, um, there's actually I'm trying to find it. There's an adapter because the when I when you say it's a piece of shit, assuming we're talking about the same problem, is it's the battery life is garbage. Uh, if you have it on high speed, you're done in three to five minutes, if that less. Yeah. So there's an adapter you can buy. I saw on Amazon. So you can use um, other battery packs, such as the strong batteries that I have for tools. So you could use these big five amp batteries on it with this simple adapter. So I'm trying to find one that works with mixed batteries and I'm going to give it a try. I did not know that. Yeah. My warranty on the vacuum is long gone. So if I fry it, then that's fine. The one Dyson product that I have that I really enjoy, which is up at the cottage, is the uh, bladeless fan. Yeah, those are cool. I've never used one. Oh, it's awesome. And let me tell you, the kids have thrown it, kicked it, It's and it's standing up to all of the abuse. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's this big plastic circle, and... Um, and it pushes out air like better than any bladed fan I've ever used. Safer it, too. Yeah. Well, no we have, blades, we have one right? at so, Alicia's family cottage where it's an old school one with like these metal blades and the, yes. like, the safety cover you could stick your arm through. Oh, yeah. I know, right? Well, that's why I got it was because of the kids. Um and you can control the temp. It's got a, a remote, but you can also download the app and connect it to your app. And um, from the app, you can adjust the, uh, the time, uh, uh, like a timer for it. Um, you can adjust the, um, the temperature. Um, so you can do cool, you can do warm, whatever. Um, it's got a little kind of like a night light you can adjust. Um, you can do the um, oscillation and change the way it yeah. oscillates or stop it at any point, all from the app. So it's uh, that was a good a good purchase. But that was, I want to say that was four hundred bucks or so. Yeah, maybe for sure it would in be in that vicinity. Anyway, episode 116 of KT Confidential. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, I'll call this one kind of like a coffee chat. This was like a coffee chat today and uh, pretty fitting for a snowy morning. So um, I'm looking forward to getting my snowblower out. Well, you can go over and uh, blow mine for me too then. I will give you a good blowing later. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Uh, please uh, like, subscribe, and uh, throw us a comment if you want a topic discussed. Again, next week we are going to be talking uh, about, or in the next episode, depends on when you're listening to this, I guess, but in episode 117, we're going to be chatting about the uh, Milton Logistics Hub. Um, again, that's a 
topic that is on everybody's minds that's in Milton. So if you want a specific chat, uh, us to chat specifically about something regarding that, uh, leave us a comment and let us know. And uh, we'll also be talking about uh, how you can do your own home inspection. So right now, a lot of people are having to buy homes without home inspections. So we're going to give you some tips on uh, what you can look for um, to alleviate some potential issues. So there you go. Uh, Episode 116. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye-bye.